Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The following is a presentation of Podcast One. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? Eric Bowling and Brett Favre on everything from politics and sports to business and culture. This year has been insane. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off, then quit. That man right there, number four, Brett Favre. First NFL completion, and it's to himself. It's big time and prime time. That's why Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Now it's Bowling with Favre. Oh, by the way, we have a special guest with us this week. Parker. Parker's here. Hi, Parker. Good morning. That's Allie. That's you know Rob. Well, Parker and hey, I go way back. Parker, we go way back. What's up? <laughs> I, I'm I'm crashing the party. You're oh, that's okay. My my grandson's crashing the party too. <laughs> Why don't I'm yeah. Eric? Bo- I'm Eric Bowling. I guess you know Hall of Fame quarterback Brett Favre. Good to see both of you guys. Appreciate you and and who you with? Who, who can I just so I know? Where I I am the husband partner named Cactus Mosier. Now I'm curious, where did you get the name Cactus? So you wasn't born with it, right? I, I was close enough, but no. So I was raised on a ranch in Southwest Colorado. Started playing music when I was pretty young, and all these old men who were like you know 22, 24 year old old men in my mind then started calling me because I was going to rodeos and stuff. They started calling me the Cactus. Kid. Wait, wait, wait! You got to save this for the show. Well, it's, it's, oh, well, I'm already recording. Just keep going. Oh, okay. Don't ask me important questions until it's money time, boys. <laughs> You're looking at Brett Favre. It's always money time. No, no, yeah. Let's, we'll just keep rolling. Rob's rolling. Uh, Brito's over there. And, Ro- and uh, Brett Favre is there with Parker, his grandson. Awesome. Awesome to see you, Parker. And, of course, Winona Judd, awesome to see you. And that's Cactus. And Brett was just at, asking Cactus how he got his name and, 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 and we'll, we'll go from there. When I, if, if I could, can I just ask you, how you doing? How's things uh, post pandemic in your world? Best and worst year of my life, honestly, as mm. an artist, best year, creative flow, farm, kids, animals, brilliant creativity time. The rest of it. So yeah. hard to watch my band and crew go on unemployment. It's mm. been deepest, darkest dive and when I got down to the bottom, um, you know, I just have all these songs about from pain to purpose and rising Phoenix rising and just we're coming back stronger than ever. So, yeah, that's an interesting time where you match humility with absolute champion. And that's why, Brett, I so identify with you. We run so fast and we try so hard and we do the best we can. And then we go home to our families and we pray that we're going to, you know, have peace and we're going to make it. And it's been a struggle. And for you as a producer, you know, he's recreated our business. It's unbelievable what's happening. Yeah. That's plenty. Thank you guys. Good talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I didn't know you were going right to like, you know, the old Testament first thing. (laughs) But that's me. I'm doing, I'm fighting for my life and and independence and freedom (laughs) and, did, and, and you hear this with so many musicians and so many creative people. Did the struggle kind of unleash some creative juices in you where you just feel it? The, the emotion came out where you, where you get into a point where it was becoming repetitive and then <laughs> you breathe new, new life into in your songwriting. 
I well, I will say this before we get any further, Mr. Mosier here. We are sports fanatics and we've turned to sports and the arts to get us through. And you know this, we look for something to hold on to, whether it's, you know, the anthem, hold on to the flag, the freedom. And I heard yesterday Lee Greenwood talking about, you know, what we stand for. And I'm just like, yes, music is there to encourage you guys to do your best. And that's what music does. It's been part of everything historical from the beginning of time. So we feel like we're being called into a new, uh, like talking to you today, Brett, we've never met, we've never connected. And here we are. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Sort of in this new season of new beginnings and wow, it's a lot. Wow. Go, go ahead, honey. I'm, <laughs> listen, I got up this morning feeling really encouraged. Really, uh, yeah. Deal with it. Can I, can I just follow up on that, Winona? You know, you mentioned the anthem. You mentioned Lee Greenwood. Very patriotic, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. I get chills just, just listening to, to some of the patriotic stuff he puts out. So, and, and I don't want to be controversial and steer away from this. You want yes, you do. Yes, you do. Go for it. All right. So we saw an athlete um, over the weekend step away from the podium, turn herself away from the, she's had a bronze medal and in, in in, in wants to be an Olympic medal, wants to be an Olympic athlete for the United States. When the, when the national anthem was playing and the American flag was draped to the, the first place, a gold and silver medalist were, you know, staring right at the flag and listening to the anthem. And this athlete turned herself sideways and, and, and literally had said before and after this, this event, she said, the national anthem doesn't represent me. How does that make you feel? I, I'll, I'll step into this, into this area of the abyss first. It pissed me off. It, it, it drove me crazy. I wanted her to get off that podium and never represent America again on any stage. Here's how we can answer this. <clears throat> this is probably not diverting, but so over the past week, uh, we were watching because of a lot of this stuff, you know, our viewership has probably waned immensely on most events of sports involvement. Um and uh, so we were watching an old buddy of mine is a guy named Bob Tallman, who's one of the greatest rodeo announcers of all time. So we watched like five nights. We ended up watching this Reno rodeo. And every night, to tell you how it feels on the other side of the coin, they present the flag. They go from that into the Pledge of Allegiance. They go from that into an open prayer. And where Bob Tallman, you know, who is, like I said, an old friend, but he says, if you're not comfortable with people praying in the open and you're not comfortable with presenting the flag or whatever, he says, get used to it. And I was like, that is who and what we've always been. That's where I come from. That's where she does. And to me, when you're standing there and you've got a room, we had a couple of people here who were like, what's he doing? And everybody all of a sudden is silent and reverent and feels this goosebump filled pride. I think that's the side of the coin that most yeah, exactly. people- that's, that's not whoa. That's not where we're headed. I mean, it, it's like we got, you know, we, we, we're not, if you're patriotic, if you're spiritual, if you believe in God now, you're, you're not working anymore. You're I have on- a really weird angle on this one, guys. And I think it's because of where I come from with my grandparents. It's Parker. How Parker, how old are you? 11. 11. Okay. I was about 11 when I started playing and singing. And I remember my grandmother, I, I was raised with the mentality of, well, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. It's a very practical and simple approach. I'll tell you what I know. Swear. 
this is it. This is my answer. You can go, you know, take it wherever you want to take it. I was raised to believe in something bigger than myself. Uh, I stand on stage in front of, I'll say the Super Bowl because we're sports driven here today. I will stand in front of people and I sing. That's my job. I think it's interesting that we give people the opportunity to fail. Uh, how they like the flag. We give the flag based on faith. For me, I sing a lot about freedom and about love and kids and marriage and life as a woman artist. My job is to encourage people. What It's like money. If I give you money, you can take it and go buy drugs with it or a meal. Uh, we can buy Parker something uh, for his birthday. Money is a good thing. It's how you use it, good or evil. Just like the flag, it presents a lot of stuff to a lot of people. For me, I'm telling you, when I see the flag, something changes in me. So I don't know where other people are. I just know that, isn't it wonderful that we've provided them the opportunity, freedom, to free, free will, to choose, you know, and if somebody burns it, does it fly on me? Absolutely, as a patriot. I'm a patriot. So I think it's interesting that America provides a platform for these people to absolutely stand up there and almost like, you know, throw it to the ground and we're witnessing it. And that's just each person's um, choice. And I'm pre-choice. I believe before. So to say that something, I think I heard that she said she was sort of shocked or surprised for me, the flag has been around since, you know, Adam and Eve almost. Right. So I think it's an interesting time for the young, I have young kids and they, they do silly things and we just stand back and go, well, that was pretty, that was a crap shoot. Wow. You know, that's what we're doing. We're watching people stand up and just puke all over whatever. Well, we stand back as elders and say, well, bless your heart. Yeah, I, one other, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't stand back. And I don't know if you know my history. I get in a lot of trouble. because No, I, you I, do. And I push back. <laughs> yes. So for a long time, we've been kind of moving apart. We've been just going right and left and going their own way. But now it's to the point where one side says, if you don't listen to us and if you don't uh, ascribe to what we're saying. Police should be defunded. The flag is, is racist. The anthem is racist. If you don't do the, our side, if, you don't, if you're not on our team, you're wrong and you're bad and you're awful. So it went from, okay, you have your opinion. I have mine. We can live. We can coexist. Remember coexist? That's gone now. It's yeah. like warfare on the streets. I just, I, well, I look this at is, This is exactly why we created the Winona brand CBD so we can chill out. <laughs> Good answer. Maybe I need to try it. I got it. I will tell you. I'll tell you what. It's I why said. we make music and why we do things yeah. to because we do need to at some point in time. To bridge the chasm, we got to do things that are just good and music, know what's music, good. Music, music, and, music. You know, I will cool. tell you this. I hear all this, and I don't watch the news. Thank you, Jesus. I have a place to go out on the farm and go, I don't understand. And it's a personal thing. We are musicians. Our job is to, we are the United States. We unite people through music. How cool is it that we go to Texas, for instance? We played Green Hall and we're looking out and there are all kinds of people from bikers, you know, to these, you know, cowboys, cowboys. and we're there. singing, you know, love can build a bridge or whatever. And people are going, you know, they're all doing this. I don't know what to tell you guys. If you want to see United, you come to shows. People are standing next to each other and I'm watching, I'm watching people disagree, agree to disagree, but then sing the song. So you tell me that's to me what matters right now, because music is by all the BS it's cutting right to the heart and saying, hey, 
Think about what matters. Like Parker, you're 11 years old. What matters to you? Everybody's different. Music, it binds us in a way that nothing else, it's like laughter. There's no division to me. No, I, no, I think you're absolutely right, Winona. Um, where sports people want to say sports is a galvanizing, uh, you know, whatever sport it may be, you know, people come together. But yes. the difference is they come together to hate one team and love theirs. <laughs> you know, people all come to your concert <laughs> and hate you. Yeah. You know, they come – Everyone comes because they like you and they want to hear your music. So sports can, in some respects can be galvanizing, but in others, it, it, it is. It brings out in the a good way. It's the, it, it, you know, it's, uh, it wouldn't be as much fun if everybody loved everybody. Amen. And I'm talking about sports. Church is for me, where I come from, our family is very different. And I don't agree with any anything most of my family says. And we decide not to po- talk politics. We just it's what news, weather and sports. That's what we talk about in our family. Right. Until we go to the woods and we're riding horses and we can complain there. But we don't we, talk about the news. We dump it. I guess what I'm saying is whether I see three generations in my audience, Brett, I, I see people. I see Parker, you and your dad. I seriously yeah. see three generations. I think that's pretty amazing. No, so, it's awesome. It's awesome because we don't we don't talk about it. I don't tell people what to do. I say, look, if you want to deal with me in terms of what is Winona doing, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm raising adult children. I have a deer in the backyard, pigs in the front, chickens on the side. We're making dinner. We got tonight. horses. We, we got actually horses. have some actual animals. We yeah. have horses too. <laughs> and we sit around and we talk about what matters to us. What matters <clears> to <throat> me today is peace. And the reason I do these interviews is to remind people that there is hope, whatever the statistics look like, whatever, you know, the, the sports, the teams, the, the points and all of that. What matters at the end of the day for me as a musician is I did my best and my best is good enough. It's a tough one because I was raised as a champion. Six presidents. Um, I've been to every place you can imagine from Wall Street to Walmart parking lots. And I do what I do because I'm bred to do it like you, Brett. I cannot not do it. Isn't that interesting? There's no way I can imagine. You just wrote a song right there. I think that was... I was thinking the same thing. That that, that Wall Street to Walmart, Walmart to Wall Street line was... Well, that's the truth. That's, you know, music is, it bypasses all the We're actually making the first probably ever, we're making a record that we started even before the last year because... We kind of have changed the business model from the sort of mainstream. Work smarter, not harder. No, not that. More, well, we work smart and more hard. pop, you know, from the old, from the pop kind of Nashville music that's being made now. And we're making a very roots uh, Americana raw, raw. raw record. And it's going to mostly be autobiographical stuff pertaining to basically her career, you know, from 18 on. In a way. 38 years. And How long have you been playing I, sports, Brett? Hang on. I'm curious. I always say this. Oh, sorry. I always say this, that I watched this business. I had a band for years called Highway 101. We were a big country group. And we were, you know, but it was always based on the newest hit single. As soon as you didn't have a hit single, well, then your business wasn't strong. When she and I got together and I started seeing this audience that she still has, it has nothing to do. It's kind of like we did a single last year with Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead. And the dead have these fans that just show up and they don't care. The dead haven't had, <laughs> they haven't had singles in, you know, 
40 years. It's the experience. And, and yeah. Wise fans and Wise voice and her musical presence is the same thing. They just come. Like you said, three generations can be out there in the audience and all yelling, going, look, it's our grandson, it's us, and whatever. And then our newer records are bringing a younger, you know, 20-something crowd. And so it's, wonderful. it's a very cool thing to see that there is a sort of lasting impression about the musical side of her that isn't based on popularity of a song or of a single. But this new record will be kind of telling that whole story. So it's a, it's a very interesting first, really, to be that honest and have it's all going to be pretty much self-written and and not as much love can build a bridge as this is what I did on Tuesday and Wednesday. And it was kind of interesting. If someone relies on your financial support, whether it's a child, aging parent, or even a business partner, you need life insurance. So how do you know you're not overpaying for insurance? Well, that's easy. You work with our great friends at Policy Genius. Policy Genius makes it easy to compare quotes from over a dozen top insurers all in one place. Why compare? Because you can save up to 50% or more on life insurance. That's up to $1,300 or more per year just by using Policy Genius to compare quotes and policies. The licensed experts at Policy Genius work for you, not the insurance companies. So you can trust them to help you navigate every step of the shopping and buying process. That kind of service has earned Policy Genius an excellent rating on Trustpilot. And getting started is simple. Just head to policygenius.com. And in minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. When you're ready to apply, the Policy Genius team will handle the paperwork and scheduling for free. And our friends at Policy Genius never sell your information to other companies. And they don't add on any extra fees at all. So what are you waiting for? Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. Policy Genius. When it comes to insurance, it's nice to get it right. Policy Genius. Can I just weigh in here that I hope politics stays the heck, Parker, heck out of sports and music? It's it, it just, I just want, I just want to watch sports. I, and not I want sports. About yeah. I, I, you know, we're at, we're at an age. <laughs> I'm really dealing with this recently where, you know, I grew up being a people pleaser and I could never do it good enough. And I never gave myself a break. And now it's like, you know what? I just want to enjoy myself. I just want to have some peace of mind and I'm finding peace myself. Not it's what is it? The Everything is not okay but I'm okay with everything. And I'll tell you why, because I do have peace for one of the first times in my life where I don't feel the need to push and struggle. I feel the need to show up and enjoy and celebrate. That's a whole different dynamic. When your kids are grown, I have one on parole and one on patrol, baby. I'm, I'm in the middle of the fire every day. And you know what I do? I do what I can. And I try to let the rest go, which is so hard. You know, we really have to let it go and let somebody else. My job, guys, is to sing. People keep trying to put me in a situation. I'm like, look, my job is to either make you mad, make you think or cry because you miss your mom that just died. I'm I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to tell you this is what I believe. And you can come with me. What is it? Prince principles, not personalities. Our job is to show up at the game or wherever and sing and get the heck out of Dodge. We don't stick around for the press conference very often. That's why these interviews are sacred to me because I don't talk about this a lot outside the realm of music 
because music, I can go to Congress and have, and I literally did this. They were on either side of me, both, both aisles were on stage singing the song. I don't know what else to say. It's weird, but it worked. Mm-hmm. Isn't it cool when you get together and you throw a ball and you see people start to play. And that's what musicians do. We get together well, we you try and we try and create, create an, an, an atmosphere that is more yeah. adjoining, not dividing. And that's yeah. even with the CB, the wine owner brand CBD. It came about because we were literally saying on this time off this last year and the offer was there. But we said, well, we're not just going to put her name on something. We're going to have, you know, the, the decisions on what kind of flavoring, what it's going to be like, what the principles are why CBD is, you know, becoming more openly used as a healing principle, not as a, once again, not as division, but hopefully, and like the the testaments we get, even my mom was calling me there. They go, my friend says her knees have quit hurting because she's taken the wine owner. And I'm going, mom, I'll send, I could tell she was asking me, Hey, I want CBD. I'm going, okay. People would have feel better. So I watched your commercial, Brett, and I'm at the point where I've been, career 38 years running around on the road you know I wear my compression socks I get up every day and try to be grateful and eat some avocado toast and just get on with my day and quit you know moaning and groaning about the bad and positive positive what I love about where I'm at right now is I've I've placed a boundary I've said here's the deal you come behind that gate and you're going to have to deal with some things we have a lot of faith even in the hard times musicians we are taught to play no matter the storm or the sun. We play because that's what we do. And you know what? I think people are looking for something to believe in. And I still believe. And I think that people who don't, that's all, that's on them because between me and you guys, we've never met, but I feel a kinship with you because I know you guys are kind of doing the same thing we are. And that is trying to show up and make a difference can, can and I, show somebody that we, I can go from welfare to millionaire. That's my story with my mom my story with him is we've recreated this brand, the CBD, because I went through a real dark time and I talked to Zoom uh, fans on Zoom, 40 calls in one weekend. And I said to him, we have got to do something to feel, to feel better, not bitter. We yeah. have to find something. And so whether it's CBD or singing a song or showing up today and meeting Parker, who's 11 next generation, let's pass something different on to these kids. Let's pass something on so they don't get hooked on opioids. So they don't go down the medication trail. I did. I know you have Brett, you know, yeah. put it together, get out there and fight, even though you're in pain, I don't yeah. live that way anymore. So the CBD started something in me where I thought I am going to fight like heck to make a difference. <laughs> if I can do that. And if I can help anybody out there, win, win, you know, yeah, because I'm better, I want everyone else to at least feel a little bit less pissed off. So I, when I'm singing to you, you're actually having a good time. You know, well, I, know I, I don't mean to, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's amazing. Your spirit is it's just shining right through. It's, it's amazing. I, I have never met you before. I don't know a lot about your career, but wow, do I see a huge, huge, huge heart, great personality. Same when I met Brett for the first time. Like you, you are superstars in both of your your respective fields, and you're just great, great, wholesome, good people. It's really, really a pleasure for me to 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 be on this podcast with you. I also have an opioid connection too, and if if I could, can can you just expand on that a little bit? It's just well, I, just, I will tell you this: being on the road, I used to jump off risers. You know, I don't I don't tackle people. I'm pretty close though now. 
Um, I used to be one of those run around on the stage and guitar and just the weight of a guitar and my knees, everything are just blasted. And I can't have surgery because they'll go through my vocal cords. I'm basically put together, you know, redone, re over and over. We do that. We go back out on the field and we fight another day. And I've been doing it 38 years. I'm on a bus. We never stop moving. You know, you're always, we're always in this perpetual motion thing and we just never stop. And so when I did stop, I kind of fell apart because my body went, wow, I'm really tired. And I had to find my way back. And so I I had doctors in the white coat saying, well, we know you're touring a lot and you're busy. So here, take this. This will help. Yeah, it helped. And then it didn't help. So we do more because we live in America. Everything's better, bigger, more, more. And I got, I got really dependent on something to help make it through the day. I don't really drink smoke. I try not to cuss. It's hard. But that was one of the things that I found myself doing, which I know he's a normie, we say. He doesn't have that issue. And I just got really dependent on these doctors. And I, one of them died, and it got me my attention. And I went, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want to be present, fully present. And it, it was a long journey, it, it, uh, Klonopin. And it was really, really a long, hard road back from these medications. And I did it. And the CBD actually replaced darkness with light. I started to feel better, calmer. I didn't struggle as much. My adrenals were able to rest. You know what it is, guys? And I read scripture. It says, come to me, you weary, and I will give you rest. I'm looking for rest, peace, and some healing to where I don't feel so mad all the time because I'm struggling in pain. And that's my story. And everybody understands it because we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, I've got, I have a little part of the story is that when she and I met, well, we met years back, Highway and the Judge toured together. But when we got back together and started dating and did all that. And then fell in love, got married. And three months into our marriage, we were on a motorcycle ride up in South Dakota. I My bike took me into an oncoming car and I lost my left leg. So in my left hand for, you know, three months, I lost my left leg for life. But um, I take the CBD stuff just as to help maybe avoid phantom pain, which I still get sometimes with my left leg being gone. And I'm an active, you know, I play golf, I snow You're ski. You're a better I drummer horse, than you were. I horseback ride, I still play drums and I have, and I play guitars and everything else. And so the CBD, at first I had all these buddies, I'm from Colorado, all my friends back there were going, dude, and we'd be out playing golf and they're like, don't take Advil, you know, try this. And I'm thinking, really? Of course, in those days, it wasn't, you had to be in those states. And so instead of taking Advil to loosen up, I'd, you know, take some of their CBD stuff. Mind, and, body, spirit. And all of a sudden I started going, man, I like this better because I'm not a big pharma fan. And uh, and now I just, you know, what we've got with this under the tongue, you know, CBD version, I take it daily and just it seems to really have curbed even the phantom pain. It helped. You know what I want to do, guys? And I think I can sum it up this way. And the story is from pain to purpose. I've lost a lot. I've been, you know, through the business. Oh my God, the music business is brutal on who you really are. I'm, I'm a performer and an entertainer, but I'm also an artist. And I feel deeply about America, about our fans, about anyone who comes up to me at the airport. Brett, you know this, you meet somebody and you look right in their face and your life is right there. What are you going to say to that person? I don't want to come from a place of martyrdom. I don't want to come from a place of bitterness because the music business has royally swung me around. You know, I want to be one of those people that shows up and says, all is well right this minute. And I think music are what we're working on, what you're working on, Brett, with your family and you, 
I, I think it's important, and I see sweet little Allie's name down here. I don't want to leave you out. I think it's important for all of us to find a place where we can really enjoy the time we have left. Aren't yeah. you at that point, kind of, you know? Yeah. You uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, the difference, obviously, in sports and entertainment is you can, in sports, you can only do it for so long. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I, I was fortunate enough, I, I think, I say fortunate, to do it a long time. Mm. Uh, time will tell if I did it too long uh, from a pain perspective. I played 20 years in National Football League. I retired three times. And it was it was tough. Obviously, it was tough that, you know, do I walk away from this? Because when you walk away, it's it. It's over. Yes. And But when I walked away the last time, I knew it was it. I never looked back. And just a little funny story about, and I tell people this when they say, hey, you know, I'm retiring after 35 years and, and whatever. Uh, any advice? I said, have something to fall back on. I said, <laughs> I, I'll give you an example, a, a simple example. In 20 years, we never traveled. We traveled to Green Bay or back. We traveled to Minnesota or back. Uh, and so I was selfishly, I, I didn't want to, I, vacations were not in my, you know, I, I, never, I didn't even attempt to go on vacation. Selfishly, I wanted to be home, be on my place. Um, and, you know, and then when I retired for good, I was like, let's go somewhere. My family was like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. I said, yeah. I said, let's, let's go on a trip somewhere. And they said, well, where? And I said, let's go to Yellowstone. <laughs> and, Lo and behold, we went. We had an absolute blast. We whitewater rafted. We took a hot air balloon over Jackson Hole. Oh, wow. We went into Yellowstone. We saw every animal imaginable uh, in their element. And the weather was absolutely beautiful. No humidity. We, then we, we finished it off. We drove all the way across uh, Wyoming and stopped a crazy horse. And we went to Mount Rushmore. And then we flew home. And since then, man, we hit the road as much as we can. Yes. And yes. it's awesome. That's, well, you know, it's similar because we live on the road for our job. Just like you're saying, and people go, so when you get off, they're going, hey, you should go to this or go to that. And we're like, all we do is go. All we want to do is be home. Well, we have a farm now. But after like- being here this whole year, I've been telling her, we're going, you know, and I do go, to go somewhere. Yeah, we, I'm going, God, the beach or going back to the mountains or just, yeah, it's the same thing. You, it's, it's like you start to find we don't want to miss this just because our job is so all-encompassing. My papa, and this bothers me to this day only because it's like, gosh, I wish I had known. It's one of those. My papa was born poor. He was poor into his uh, early 30s. He drove his bicycle. He started a business, went door to door. That man worked every single day of my life. And he died with a huge savings account. And I'm like, yeah. And that huge account, you know, went out and it blessed the family. And it's like, what's the point of this story? I think it's enjoy it while you're doing it. Cause I mean, I look at Willie Nelson, he's 88 and still doing shows, right? Yeah. You've got Loretta Lynn that's sitting here at 88 and telling me, get out there and sing your butt off girl. And I'm like, Oh my God, these elders, you know, 
And these mentors, Johnny Cash, who said, you know, do it your way. Don't settle for less. You get all this advice and you look at your grandparents and you look at your mom and dad. My mom and dad weren't really fully present. Like you, Brett, we work, we work, we work. What are we doing to enjoy our time with partners, you know, grandchildren? And I think, isn't it interesting that our priorities this last year went from Zooming and going to everything shut down and we reset and it jerked my neck so badly. I fell into a five month, like P- I have PTSD already kind of thing. And I, it just opened up this can of whoop butt. And we went into the studio and I let it all fly and people are responding back. And it's this, it's the greatest dance, isn't it? To, to look up at a fan and see them and they connect with you. And it's like heaven on earth moment. That's what we live for, right? We live for that moment of glory thank you, God, and give it back. And that's what we're doing out there. And I hope other people are inspired by our example because we're not perfect. But I'll tell you what, when you get together and put a team together and go out there, it's not much different than you guys. And we win. Holy, holy, Although holy. We did realize in this last year that <laughs> sleeping for one whole year in a bed that is not a moving target on a bus is kind of a cool uh, thing. No. It's kind of nice when the bed's not going. Don't bother knocking. It's like, you know, it's nice to be still. What is is the word? Be still and know. It doesn't say go out and win the Super Bowl or win an award. It says be still and know. I think I know now. It's interesting. It took that, though, for me to go, okay, I'm paying attention. Because I'm so distracted. I know we don't have a lot of time with you. I just wanted it because I think our audience is, is really concerned. And how's your sister doing? I mean, I think everybody's, I think everybody's, she's, she's literally, when they say walking the, the walk, not the talk, you can talk the talk all you want. And she's walking the walk. And it's a walk that I don't wish on anybody. When he lost his leg, five months, I changed his dressing and went to work. And that's what we do. We're farmers. We plant. We harvest and and we all live on this farm. She is up. She's up and walking. She's you know traveling, traveling again and she's doing good. You can't keep a good jug down kind of thing. And we're just that way. <laughs> We've been this way all our lives. I remember being 11 and we had a garden, Brett, and my mom made me go out there and hoe rows. And I have a thing that I talk about. I'm just hoeing my row because that's what all we can do. I can only hoe my row. I don't know. You're right. That's saying. That's <laughs> interesting. There's a song title. No, that's no, I like it. that is a song title. I remember my dad making us go out and hoe the rope. Yes. And I thought to, I thought to myself then and there, I wasn't the smartest guy ever, but I thought to myself, there's got to be something better than this. There's a pony in here somewhere. If I keep digging, there's a pony in here, right? <laughs> no offense to hoe in the rope. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to try to pursue something different. I'm from the city. I thought you guys were talking about a whole different topic. Yeah, of course you did. Of course you did. I want you all to come see us, and I'll tell you why. We're married. I've been in love with this man since I was 26. It's a really cool story. And when we're on stage. But I was only 14 at that time, so it was just not cool. Anymore. You lost your leg, and the, you know the doctor said he won't play again because of his hand. It was five you know, pins and everything. Well, we've turned our mess into a message of hope. I don't, you know, and people say, well, we don't really want to talk about the CBD as much as we want to talk about the struggle and, you know, the savior drama for your mama. It's like, no, you don't understand all this pain, all this stuff we went through. I think God is really interested to know what I'm going to do with all of it. Yeah. And I'm turning it into songs so people can go, 
oh my gosh, I so identify with that, you know, songs and healing and just, mm-hmm. you know, the, reminding yeah. people that there's, I think words are so powerful because I hear them every day. I hear literally God whispering to me. I wrote a song called God whispers because the world yells and screams and struggles. I feel this, the spirit of the Lord in a way that isn't about church. It's a relationship. I want a relationship with, I want a Parker someday. I want a little baby uh, grandchild and I want to have life and I want my life to feel better than it has. I don't know about you guys, but it's a process, man. Well, and it's a and choice. It's and even Eric, this is, I'm speaking to me too, but I just kind of got this, but the more we focus on what she just said, the good, the going forward, the knowing there's something good that we should stand for. And the less we get sucked into the angry and the, the, the reactive and, and the reaction the stuff, probably the quicker this all gets healed again, you know, and I, like I said, I, I'm talking to me, not just what you said earlier, but it is, it's important to not hang on to that filth and the dirty and the negative bottom line I'm talking about and start looking to what you said, the healing. Once again, the CBD thing has been a blessing to have people call us and say, man, this is doing something. It's not just a sales pitch. It's doing something. So I have one more thing to say because it's burning in my spirit. I can tell you this from experience, and I tell my fans, um, I know what not to do. I've done a lot of that. I've failed a lot. I've learned so much more from my failures, and I get it. I heard uh, a general, General Cody, uh, former vice chief staff of the Army, literally I was on the phone with him, and I say this because I've known him since uh, 9-11, and we've been a family since he said to me, I was talking and talking and she did this and there was a huge betrayal in my life. And he, and he stopped and he says, Winona, let's move on. And I was like, yeah, but this and this, and I was doing judge and jury. And he basically was like, like my grandpa, get up, dust yourself off and keep on trucking. Yeah. And I remember it. And I felt hurt a little bit. Like, <laughs> are you listening to me and how women are? We want to be heard. And and he was just basically saying, let's move forward. And I think where I'm at in my life is I have such a story, whether it's with my mom or my sister or divorce, don't dwell on it. If you want it to go away, quit talking about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, there's no perfect. No, right. so, so moving. So can we do, and, and I don't, I, I know I'm going to get, your, your publicist and, and Allie are going to yell at us for keeping you long. But if you don't mind, Brett, it, it, can, can we just get Winona maybe to sing us out? Maybe a little line from that God Whispers uh, song that you wrote. And, um, and you know, I have, Well, I can do um, – I don't know. I have a guitar always. Goes nearby. Just, I don't, um, I don't, I don't remember. No, I don't remember those words. I can tell you this um, – and this is so fun. Um, my dear. How about a couple of lines from Freebird? That'd be cool. Right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> my friend, literally, I have this friend who's a maniac um, uh, Navy SEAL guy. And the reason I say Navy SEAL, I have a thing about military as well as sports. I, I just have this thing about champions and they don't give up and they just remind me that there's hope. And, and I, he was having a struggle with anxiety and some stuff. And we were talking about CBD and I just all of a sudden broke into song, which I don't do very often. Um, I was just like, hold your head up high and don't be afraid of the storm. Walk on. And seen. Awesome. Winona and, and Cactus, thank you guys so much. You're awesome. Yeah. You just heard some experience through and, and it, it, you you got a man right there on that screen, Brett Favre, who has the same same burning heart of, of like beauty. A cactus. Fire. 
Parker is at that phase right now where, you know, what he likes is heavy metal. You and me, Parker. You me, buddy. There it is right there. He's right? asking me like the other day, he says, hey, do you know Guns N' Roses? Yes, we do. Metallica. Yes. Can I sing Living Life? Oh, oh, he's asking if he says, can Winona sing Live and Let Die by Guns N' Roses? <laughs> I can sing uh, The Jungle. I just did. Zig, welcome to the jungle. Welcome to the jungle! We got the No, It's like, yeah, I can do it. Whatever. I'm hey, not scared. I, I, wanna, I, I wore my old Waverly, Mississippi hat today, so maybe we, hey. all, we all meet up there and play some golf. I, I just got back from there. You're uh, kidding yeah, George George Bryant. Son we had we had his wife Martha here yesterday. Took her to a doctor's appointment and had lunch. We have to connect, please. We we do. Where's your farm? It's in uh, Franklin, Tennessee. Leapers yeah. Park. Okay. We get up there every every so often. Well, we somehow through all this group, we'll figure out how to get you and phone number. And uh, when you're up here, we'll go play golf. Yeah, uh, Allie can get pass along to you. To Sweet. You guys. All right. Bless hey. you guys. Awesome. Awesome. Thank thanks, you. Thanks Parker. for coming on. Hey, Parker, tell your grandpa there's two kinds of music, good and bad. Doesn't matter what Welcome style. Welcome to the jungle. Just listen to all of it. We got lots of wine. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Peace. you. Peace out. Awesome stuff, Brett. Well done. Hey, oh, hey, Parker, good job, brother. You brought it home at the end. That was awesome. There you go. <laughs> you got there Winona you go. Judd singing well, Guns N' Roses. Judd singing Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Not many people can probably say that. That's a home run, man. <laughs> I, I, if I didn't tell you guys, but Parker, one day he and I were talking, and Parker's 11, but he intellectually he's way, way ahead of that. And I, I, I love bragging on him. Sports is probably not his thing. One day he he says to me, he says, Paul, Paul, um, did you always know you wanted to be a pro football player? And I said, yeah, pretty much. Uh, that or pro baseball. And I said, what about you? You, you want to play pro football or baseball? And he's like, no, pro football players are not very smart. I didn't say that. <laughs> you did say that. <laughs> Deny. You got to tell him, Brett, you have a quarterback, so the smartest guys in the field. I, I, well, I really couldn't argue with him. I, I, I knew I was up, uh, out of my league right then. And then another time I'm driving him to school, and this was probably two, <laughs> two years ago, and he's like, uh, Papa, do you know Drew Brees? And I said, yeah, I know Drew. He's like, yeah, he's my favorite player. Oh, no, you said he's my favorite player, and I kind of gave him a a frown, a a funny frown. He's like, Oh, my my favorite current player. That's what all my friends told me he was the best. I watched football. Well, he was the best at the time last year, best of all time. You're you're looking at one of the one of the top four or five best football players ever to walk the earth, right there, right next to you. Smack him with your right hand. Smack him, Parker. Smack him. <laughs> Get that guy. Smack him. Oh. Hey. Hey. If there's a Mount Rushmore, Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota, yes. where they're the four greatest presidents of all time, people believe. If there's a Mount Rushmore of football players and quarterbacks, your pawpaw is on that 
that mound. Just think about that. That's of all the thousands of players who come through, that man right there is one of the best. Well, I appreciate it. Of all time. <laughs> also, I got mad respect for his Goonies shirt. Heck yeah. Oh, he, oh he, man. He, right. <laughs> we were trying to pick a movie to watch the other night, and Parker's staying with us, and he's like, let's watch the Goonies. Well, I've seen the Goonies 20 times. Sure. I'm all for watching it again, but we were we were we were planning on watching Ice Road, the new Liam Neeson. Oh yeah. Movie. yeah. Um, so he ended up losing out. He was like going through a Rolodex of movies. Uh, what what was some of the other ones? Um, I said Gremlins, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, Parker might be my favorite kid ever. Yeah, classics. <laughs> 80s trivia. He's oh. going to kill you. Yeah. Bueller. And he's Bueller. rocking He-Man action figures, too, on top of it. I mean, he's living my childhood. Those are actually mine. No, they're not. <laughs> Coming real. It's the next episode. What about Brett Favre? Follow the show on Twitter for the latest news and links to all our social media channels. Bowling with Farb is executive produced by Ali Brito and Rob Jenners. This has been a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink. We play games. We have the song of the week. We have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guests. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on. But that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby!